शो मित्रशं वरुण शो भवत्मा शन्न इंद्र बृहस्पति शो विष्णुक्रम नमो ब्रह्मणे नमस्ते वायो प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्मसी प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्म वदिष्या वदिष्या सत्यम वदिष्या तन्मावधु तद्वक्तावधु मवत वक्ता सहनावधु सहनौ भुन सह वीकस्वीनावधीतमस्तुम विद्विषा शांतिशांतिशांतिशंदसमृषभ विश्व छंदोभ्योध्यमृतासंबूव समेन्द्र मेधयाणत तस्वधारण भूयास शरीर मे विचर्षण जिह्वा मे मधुमत्तमा कर्णाभ्यांभूरी विश्रुव ब्रह्मण कोशोसी मेधया पीद श्रुत मे गोपाय शातिशातिशातिहम वृक्षतिपृंगिरेव ऊर्धपवित्रोवाजिनी स्वृतमस्द्रविण गुंसवर्चस सुमेधाृतोक्षिशंखोर्वेदाचनम शातिशातिशातिदूर्णमदूर्णमदूर्णमुदच्यद पूर्णमादा पूर्णमेंशातिशातिशातिश्रुतिस्मृतिपुराणालय नमा भगवत्दशंकोकशंक शंकर शंकराचार्य केशव बादरायण सूत्रभाष्यकृत वंदे पंता पुनः पुनः 
ईश्वर गुरुरात्मेरे मूर्ति भेद विभागिने व्योमवद्व्याप्तदेहाय दक्षिणामूर्तये नमः अखंडम सच्चिदानंदम अखंडम सच्चिदानंदम अवां मनसगोचरम अवां मनसगोचरम आत्मानमखिलाधारम आत्मानमखिलाधारम आश्रये भीष्टसिद्धये आश्रये भीष्टसिद्धये अर्थतोप्यद्वयानंदान अर्थतोप्यद्वयानंदान अतीतद्वैतभानतः अतीतद्वैतभान गुरुनाराध्य वेदांत गुरुनाराध्य वेदांत सारं वक्ष्ये यथामदे सारं वक्ष्ये यथामदे संसर्गो वा विशिष्टो वा वाक्यार्थो नात्र सम्मतः how in the statement tattvamasi the relationship between tat and tam tvam cannot be either samsarga or vishishta meaning we cannot say that tat is related to tvam tat meaning brahma and tvam meaning jiva we cannot say that jiva is related to brahma if there is a relationship or some kind of a connection in that manner, then that relationship would be called samsarga. Or we cannot say that one qualifies the other, that jiva is a qualification of brahma, or brahma is a qualification of jiva, that also we cannot say, and therefore the relationship between jiva and brahma cannot be one of vishesha. Vakyartho natrasammataha. So both these relations could, have, could be Grammatically, both the relations are possible. Just as there is a statement, Nila Mutpalam, blue lotus, how between these two words, blue and lotus, both of which are placed in the nominative case and therefore enjoying what we call a Samanadhikaranyam, still the relationship between them is one of Vishishta, meaning that blue qualifies the Utpala, the lotus, and you can say lotus also qualifies the blue. Just as we say blue sky, in that case, blue is the qualification Visheshana and sky is the qualified Visheshya. Sometimes the sky blue. When we say sky blue, then sky becomes a Visheshana qualification and blue becomes Vishishta qualified. So either sense is possible. So blue sky or sky blue. So either we can say each one qualifies the other or we can say blue sky meaning blue qualifying the sky or sky qualifying blue or we can say that sky and blue are one alone because you can't separate them this guna and the guni the quality and the locus of quality the substance cannot really be separated and therefore you can say that blue which is non-separate from sky or sky that is non-separate from blue so this kind of relationships which can be called vishista or samsarga connection is possible between them why is it so? Because blue and sky 
or blue and lotus are not the same things. Blue is a quality and lotus is a substance and therefore they are not one thing. Here on the other hand, when we say tattvamasi, the jiva is Brahma when we say that, can we say that jiva is connected to Brahma? When we say that the wave is water, this is what we are told. The wave is told you are water or you are ocean. Let's say the wave is said, told that you are ocean. So let us say, can we say that the wave is connected to ocean or wave qualifies the ocean or the ocean qualifies the wave? Perhaps when we see this, this, this statement appears to be ridiculous as a matter of fact to say that a wave is ocean because wave is limited in every way. And the ocean is limitless in every way, just as Jiva is limited in every way, and Ishvara is great and limitless in every way. And therefore, there is no way that one can appreciate the relationship, or we can understand the statement that, oh wave, you are the ocean. But that relationship can only be appreciated, or that statement rather can be appreciated only when we understand that. By the word wave is not meant a given name and form, although what to call Vachyartha, or the immediate meaning of the word wave is a given name and form. And Vachyartha, or the primary meaning of the word ocean also is a vast expanse of water. But since in a statement wave is, is ocean, since that statement does not make sense when we adopt what we call Vachyartha, or the immediate meaning of these words, therefore we have to go in for what we call Lakshyartha, implied meaning that maybe why the word wave is not meant merely a name and form but what is meant is the substance the content the essence of the name and form which is water and also by the word ocean is not merely meant an expanse or, a, or an aggregate of so many waves but what is meant there also is the same water upon which we superimpose the idea of vastness so wave is that water upon which the idea of smallness is superimposed, idea of manyness or multiplicity is superimposed, and ocean is again the same water upon which the idea of vastness is superimposed. When we say there is no ocean and there is no wave, suppose we say that, does it mean there is nothing there? We only mean that it is only essence, namely water. So we are afraid, the wave is afraid. If I say that I am ocean, will I not lose the ocean? What will happen to all my devotion? I have been worshipping ocean the whole of my life. Every day he offers Ajara and everything is to the ocean. And now when he is told that he is ocean, he is scared. Am I going to lose that ocean? That my Adhara, my support and one that blesses me everything and which I have been feeling, am I going to lose that? Just the other way around. In fact, we are going to gain it in such a manner that there is no losing at all. But this, this one is scared. When the, river is, when the river rushes into the ocean, then one may feel that the river, river loses ourselves completely into the ocean. Here there is no river. And this is what even Jacob, you know, here, this one who writes, who has written such beautiful, who has done such a beautiful work of editing this, this particular text, Vedanta Sara, and the two commentaries, one is a great scholar. You can see from his comments, etc., he is a great scholar. But still he says, no, Hinduism or Vedanta, 
where there is a completely self, complete self-evolution. If you emulate yourself, you, you are lost completely, that kind of philosophy is not acceptable to us. On the other hand, we would like rather to glory, to see how Christianity presents the glorification of the self and that is, that is what he likes. According to him, Vedanta presents the, uh, the elimination of self. And who would want to work for that, he says, you know. And that is how, it is amazing how he writes that remark and uh, as such a great scholar. Very great. See, the Vedanta philosophy of which this volume is an outline is supposed to be the finest outcome of Indian thought, yet it abolishes God as an unreality and substitutes an impersonal. It with no consciousness, while, uh, yeah, substitutes an impersonal, it with no consciousness, while its highest notion of bliss is annihilation of personality. Yet, if any man could by searching find out the living and true God, they would assuredly have succeeded. Is it not clear then that God must give us a revelation of himself or we shall never know him? And I think that any really earnest and candid mind will see that the Bible is just the revelation we need. And like the sacred books of all the other great religions of the world, it came to us from Asia, etc., etc. And so, anyway, after studying Vedanta and after spending so long a time, he thinks that this Vedanta is only annihilation of God and, and you know, and, and making it impersonal and unconscious. They use the pronoun it. Brahma is neuter and therefore they use the pronoun it. It has no, con- it is unconscious. So they reduce God to unconsciousness. Now this is what you understand after studying this. I cannot understand. But the idea is, you know, how it is so difficult for us to to be able to give up our preconceived ideas or an emotional, as you said, an emotional commitment that we have, that we are brought up in a certain tradition and brought up in a certain way of thinking. And that becomes so dear to us because that we see our some security in that and therefore we find it so difficult to give it up. But a true seeker is the one who does not find difficulty really in seeing the good things anywhere, as a matter of fact. Although I don't say that Jacob or other scholars have not seen the great things in the Vedanta, but these are the kind of conclusions they come up with. Just as you said, the river thinks that it is going to annihilate itself when it meets the ocean, it merges into the ocean. Upanishad says, Yathanadhyaha sindhamanaha samudrayanaha astam gachandi bhidyate chatasam namarupe samudraityevam prochyade so these rivers who are running towards, flowing towards the ocean, all of them when they merge into the ocean then, the names and forms are gone. And what happens to the river? Samudraha ityavam purochade. The river now comes to be called Samudra Ocean. The river has, has lost, if it has lost itself, what has it lost? Its riverness. And what has it gained in turn? Now it is gained, it comes to be called ocean. So the, the loss of that so-called individuality is little and the gain is limitless. But this is not understood. <clears throat> and therefore, so one wants to see relationship. 
It is not only this Jacob and other people that, but the many teachers who subsequently came after Shankaracharya also could not somehow, for whatever reason, could not accept this. And therefore, they wanted to interpret the statement, Tattvamasi, that thou art. Not in the sense of Aikya or identity, but in the sense of some kind of a samsarga or vishesha, meaning seeing some kind of relationship between Tat and Tvam. And therefore, they want to interpret that statement as Tattvam, instead of taking them two separate words, that and thou, they take them to be one word, Tattvam, as a com- compound word, as a samasa, and then give the resolve the samasa in this manner, Tasyatvamasi. So, Tattvam are the two words, and if you look upon that as samasa or a, or a compound word, consisting of this tat and tvam, then you will find a relationship between them. And if you use that so-called tat purusha samasa, then tatyatvamasi. Tatsya means of that you are, you belong to that. Or tasmintvamasi, you are in that. So you are a part of that, you are a fraction of that. You see, this is how different kinds of interpretations are given to find some samsarga or some vishesha between tat and relationship between tat and tvam. It's interesting how one commentator here says, if you want to see those relationships, what possibly can be there? Suppose these two words tat and tvam or jiva and ishvara. Since, as we say, these two words are placed in the same locus, same vibhakti, it is not only that the identity is uh, when the two words are identical that or the two words refer to the very same entity Akhandartha is there that alone there is Samanadikaranyam but Samanadikaranyam or placing the words in the same case occurs in many other cases also for example Natavat Tattvamarsayoho so Nilot Palavat Gunaguni Bhavaha we said that Tat and Tvam cannot have between the two the relationship like the blue lotus where blue is the guna, the quality, and lotus is guni, the one possessed of the quality. Tat and tvam, or that and thou, cannot have this relationship between, because both tat and tvam are substances, meaning the jiva and, and, and ishvara, or jiva and brahma, both are the real entities, they are both entities, it's not that one is a qualification, another is substance, so both being in the category of substances, one cannot be the qualification of other and therefore guna guni bhava or the relationship of qualification and qualified cannot be there between these two. <coughs> the another relationship that can exist is napi kundala suvarnavat karya karana bhava. Sometimes you can say clay pot. That's another one. So clay pot. So that also clay and pot, both of them are in the same case. What's the relationship between clay and the pot? Clay is a cause and pot is the effect. You can say golden ornament, you know. So, in that case, one is cause, other is the effect. It is not that gold is quality of ornament. Gold is the cause and ornament is the effect. Or clay is a cause and pot is the effect. So, when you say clay pot, the words clay and pot, both of them are in the same case. But that also cannot be the relationship, the cause and effect cannot be the relationship between tat and tvam. Nityatvat, avikratatvacha. Why is it so? Because the cause must undergo a change to become the effect. 
So when the, the cause is that which is subject to modification to become the effect, and that which is subject to modification is perishable, impermanent, whereas both tat and tvam, both of them are nitya, meaning both of them are permanent, they are both free from change, avikratattvacha, both of them are nitya, permanent, as well as devoid of modification in the true nature. And therefore, tat and tvam, they cannot enjoy a relationship of cause and effect. Neither guna and guni, nor cause and effect. Nāpi bhūmi usharādivat amsh amshi There's another thing also. You say, hole in the ground, you can say. Or the, the desert, you know, uh, you can say the, the, uh, the desert on the earth, the desert in a certain region. When you say that, so then the desert is amsha or is a fraction of the prasvi, the whole region which is, you know, of which the desert becomes a fraction. So in that case also, the two words can enjoy the relationship between the whole and the part. So desert is a part and the earth is a whole. So is it possible that this is the relationship that one Acharya shows, the Vishishtadvaita? It is that teacher says, and these are all great people, they are not ordinary people. And in spite of that, they say that this Jiva is an Amsha of Ishvara. Ishvara is a whole and Jiva is a part. Ishvara is like fire and Jiva is like the spark. Ishvara is like the body and Jiva is like the cell. And this is how they say that Jiva is a part of Ishvara. Is it possible for Tat and Tvam or Jiva and Ishvara to enjoy a relationship like that or Jiva and Brahma to enjoy a relationship like that? Just no. Niravayavatvat. That is possible only when if Brahma has Avayava. When Brahma has parts. If Brahma is a composite entity, then there can be components. Like car is an assembly having a number of components and then there can be parts. Similarly, Brahma had also been a composite entity, then Jiva could be a part of that. But Niravayavatvat, Brahma is one homogeneous, partless, and therefore it cannot have these parts, and therefore Jiva cannot be a part of Brahma. So, that relationship also, part and whole, cannot be between Tat and Tvam. Nabi kriya tadvat bhavaha bhananivat niskriyatvat or you can say, uh, a strong person, that's another one. Or you can say, a, 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 you can say a, a running man, that's another one. So there, there is a Kriya running. And the man is the one who is endowed with that Kriya or action. So there is an action of running. Or you can say, you know, the, uh, the released arrow. Like the arrow is a substance and possessed of the motion. So the motion and the one possessed of the motion. An act and one possessed of the act. The Shakti, I mean, you know, the Kriya and the Kriyavan. So can there be a relationship like that, you know? And so is it possible that one is the action and the other one is possessed of the action? Can that be the relationship between Tat and Tvam or Jiva and Brahma? Says no, Nishkriyatvat, because Brahma is Nishkriyam. Brahma, so does Brahman perform action? Let us say. 
So here, let's say I am the one who is agent of action and I am performing action. So action and the actor, that also, can that be relationship? Can we look upon self or Brahman as the, the agent of action? So is it possible that one of the words means action and the other word means the agent of action or locus of action? The answer is no, because nishkriyatvat, atma or brahma is nishkriyam, is actionless. And therefore also the relationship between these two words cannot be one of action and the possessor of the action. Nabi gotva shabalayadivat jati vyakti bhavaha dravyatvadeva there is another relationship that can exist between two words, jati and vyakti, a class and a member. Like a variegated cow, you know. So, the cow is a class of animals, and variegated cow, having patches or whatever it is, that is a particular cow. The class and a member of the class. Like a white, you know, wa a wasp, White, Anglo-Saxon, Protestant, or whatever it is, you know, that's one. That's a person. You know, that can be a class of things. And this particular person belongs to that class. You know, like a Brahmana is a class, and this particular person who is a Brahmana. Or human being is a class, and this particular human being. So he is a class, and member of the class. Or trees is a class, mango tree is a particular member of that class. So, that also can be a relationship between the two words. Mango, tree. What is tree? A class. What is mango? A member of the class. So then also they are in Samanadikaranya, or then also they are in the same case. Like Tat and Tvam are. Can we say that Tat and Tvam or Jiva and Brahma enjoy a relationship that Brahma is Samanya? Samanya meaning the universal and Jiva is particular Vishesha or particular universal and particular or class and member. Can we say that they enjoy a relationship like this? So relationship can be assembly and component, universal and particular, class and member, the quality and the qualified, the action and the locus of action. All these relationships, are they possible? Says no, Dravyatva Deva. It is not that the Brahma is Samanya and Jiva is Vishesha. Both of them are the real entities and therefore there is no question of relationship between class and member of the class. Atahaeva Vishesha Vishesha Bhavabhi and therefore it cannot be that one is qualification and another is qualified. <coughs> so you try to, you know, grammatically you can perhaps see different kinds of relationships. But when you try to uh, arrive at a relationship, then we have to see whether practically is it in keeping with our experience or reason, then we find that no relationship between these two words is possible. Therefore it is a samsargova, vishistova, vakyartho, natra sammataha. Atra in this particular case, tattva masi, the vakyartha, the meaning of the statement cannot be arrived at by this relationship called samsarga, that both are connected to each other, or Vishishta, that one qualifies the other. This kind of a relationship cannot be between these two words, and that way we cannot arrive at the Vakyartha, or the meaning of the statement. Akhandaikara Sattvena Vakyartho Vidusham Mataha. What do the wise people say? 
ಅಖಂಡೀಕರಣೀಕರಣೀಕರಣೀಕರಣೀಕರಣೀಕರಣೀಕರಣೀಕರಣೀಕರಣೀಕರಣೀಕರಣೀಕರಣೀಕರಣ
that being the case that what we call jiva or brahma in the ultimate are devoid of any kind of qualification and therefore we cannot see any relationship between them there's no related it's not that wave is related to water wave is water it's not the ocean is related to water it is water and therefore it is not that wave is in water or wave is on the water or wave is connected to water or wave is related to water or wave is effect of water wave is water so this is the vision the idea is that is ultimate truth which you discover about yourself you need not settle for anything less than that then i am a part of god also is truth but not the ultimate truth that god is different from me and i am different from that nobody says that that is not so at a from a certain standpoint it is so as uh, there is a famous statement in ramayana lord rama and his devotee and his attendant a servant was hanuman the monkey god one of the greatest devotees you know in the in the literature in the tradition so once that hanuman ji hanuman is said deha buddhya tu dasoham when i am identified with my body then i am the servant of god i am servant of rama jiva buddhya tvadam shakah when i take myself with jiva or a limited ego then i am now i am a part of you like this spark may be said to be part of the fire when the spark thinks that it is small and fire is big then becomes part atma buddhya tvadevaham but from the truth that i am the self i am really you alone i am you from the standpoint of from the from the reality that i am the self and that you are the same self and therefore i am no different from you so it is true that a relationship of duality also is that that he is a master and i am the servant he is god i am devotee when deha buddhya when i am identified with this body when i take myself to be this body or limited by this then i can be called to be am sure a part and he can be called the whole when i am identified with my smallness or littleness the ego so when we give up that identification we realize that there is something higher than that there is something even greater than that, that i have i enjoy a greater dimension than that so what is the ultimate dimension that i enjoy that tvadevaham i am you and you are me meaning i am nirdharmaka limit devoid of any limitation whatever devoid of any relationship and separation and this ultimate the most exalted vision vedanta presents to us there is no imp- so with a better idea than what he says well i am telling you you are limitless come on you improve upon that can you improve upon this statement you are limitless that which cannot be improved upon is limitless so purnoham i am complete what is complete is that which cannot be improved upon purnamadah purnamidam that is also complete whole and i am also what is purnam purnam is that which does not exclude anything that's called whole or complete that excludes nothing and therefore what can you improve upon there cannot be any improvement we only can reiterate what has been said 
Swami Vivekananda used to say that the map has been given to us 5,000 years ago about what is the vision of the life. All we can do is reiterate that or we can enrich the tradition by new illustrations and things like that. That's all the subsequent teachers have done. Including Shankaracharya or Badarayana, all they have done is the very same thing that is revealed by the Upanishad. It is presented in a manner which people can understand with various logic and reasoning and illustrations and whatever. And that will keep on happening. Whether Western audience, Eastern audience, this audience and that audience and this orientation, you can always present it in different ways. And that is required also. But it is not that the truth is changing, that every hundred years now we come up with a new concept now. Because there is no further improvement here. That I am limitless. This is the most exalted vision that Vedanta presents. That shows the potential that we have in within ourselves. <coughs> Somebody said, no, no, this is merely praising Tattvamasi. You are Brahman or you are God. It is merely stuti, merely eulogizing or merely flattering this person. That's what he said. That's what they say. The Mimamsakas or Karmakandis, meaning the people who are devoted to karma or action, rituals, and those who believe that ritual is a means for moksha, that you must perform the Vedic rituals and ultimately you will attain heavens as a result of this, and that is your moksha. So they say that Tattvamasi, you are Brahma, is merely to encourage this free person. That he can now contemplate in his mind, meditate in his mind or maintain this idea in his mind that I am Brahma and then perform ritual, then ritual become, will become more efficacious. That this is said merely to make the ritual more efficacious and that it is not meant that way. This is how they look upon these statements. It's amazing how different people look upon one statement and come up with different ideas. We cannot say that this statement is Tomindros, you are Indra. Indra means God of the, uh, the Lord of the King of Gods. Indra is looked upon in the Vedic literature as the, the most powerful and the strongest deity. So Indra also means Parmeshwara in one meaning, that one who rules over everybody. So Tomindrosi, you are Indra. This way also you and Indra are in Samanadikaranyam, in the same case. Is it that the Jiva is just being flattered here, or the Jiva is merely being told that, oh, you are great, you are Brahma? says, no. Navakrutvaha abhyasavayartha prasangat. It cannot be because nine times Svetaketu was told this. If you just want to praise somebody, or you want to flatter somebody, you know, you say it once. But he's told nine times and that would mean nothing. If the same stuti or the same praise is repeated nine times, it doesn't do anything. If you want to praise somebody, praise it in different words, you know, and different ways you can praise. You are wonderful and you are marvelous and you are great and you are brilliant. And you can say this, where each word means something else. But you are wonderful, you are wonderful, you are wonderful. You can't say this ten times, you know, because that doesn't convey anything new. So similarly also here the teacher says tattvamasi, tattvamasi, tattvamasi nine times that would not be meaningful, would have no meaning at all and had it been meant only as stuti or the shvetaketu was being encouraged that you are Brahman, that cannot be. 
Nobody ever does this kind of a stuti or, or praising somebody that again and again same thing is being said, we don't find it. Ataheva na arthavadaha anya sheshatvacha and as we said, the mimamsakas or the ritualists, they say that this is arthavada. Arthavada is a class of statement in the Vedas which do not have a purport in their own self but which serve the purpose of something else. Sometimes, uh, you know, like the mother say, oh, my child is a king, you know, things like that. that you can praise a child and you are this and you are that, that's one thing. Or sometimes you say that in order to accomplish a different purpose. You are so, you, are, you know, you are so intelligent. Oh, you're so wonderful this morning, you know, I'm sure you'll go to school. You know, sometimes you'd say things in order to make that fellow go to school. So you would accomplish some other purpose. And therefore, really, even when the mother says, Oh, you're you're so smart, you're so beautiful, you're so cute, or whatever we said, the intention of the purport is not in those statements, but the purport is in ultimately conveying that you should go to school, or you should do this work. Or you should do what I'm asking you to do, whatever it is. Sometimes, you know, when the father comes home, when the child wants something from the father, some favor from the father, wants fifty dollars, you know, because he wants to go to a, a tour, wants something. As father comes home, this fellow greets, the child greets the father, helps him remove the shoes and places them away and then helps him remove the coat and everything else and then Father sits there, may I have a cup, may I get a cup of coffee, may I get you a cup of coffee. Father wonders what's happening, you know. So ultimately after fifteen minutes then, you know, the the secret is, is revealed. That this fellow wants fifty dollars. Because he wants to do certain such thing. So all those actions had purport, not in those actions. All those actions had their purport in actually something else. So when you say something for the purpose of something else. Have you seen New York? It's the most wonderful town, it's this, that and what not, you know, you, you praise this New York. Then the praising of New York City may not be necessarily intended for praising New York City, but to encourage this fellow to go there. So suppose you want to encourage someone to go there because he says, I don't want to go there. Suppose, and then you want him to, then you praise that. Suppose you want the boy to take up medicine, then you just praise the, the field of medicine, the role of doctor and everything else, you know, and there the, the praise is not the intention, but motivating this person is an intention. So whenever these kind of statements are there, it is called arthavada. Arthavada are those statements which do not have the purport in their own self, but they serve the purpose of some other one. So the Karmakandi, the ritualists say that this statement Tattvamasi, that thou art, is not intended in the literal sense, but it is to encourage this person or to make this person believe that he is Brahma and that he can maintain that idea and with that if any performs ritual, then the ritual becomes more efficacious and therefore the purpose of the statement is to aid the performance of ritual. Atayeva Narthavadha Ananyasheshatvacha, we say that no, Tattvamasi, that statement is not Arthavada, meaning it is not meant to serve the purpose of something else, some ritual, etc. 
नहीं अस्मिन् प्रकरणे अन्यत् किंचित् प्रधान वाक्यम् उपलभ्यते यत् शेषत्वेन इदम् अर्थवाद रूपं भवेत् यूजुअली देयर इज व्हाट वी कॉल प्रधान वाक्यम और द प्रिंसिपल स्टेटमेंट एंड द सेकेंडरी स्टेटमेंट्स ऑफन सर्व द पर्पस ऑफ प्रिंसिपल स्टेटमेंट इन द सेकेंडरी स्टेटमेंट कैन वी लुक्ड अपॉन इट्स अर्थवाद बट दिस इज द प्रिंसिपल स्टेटमेंट इन द उपनिषद एंड देयरफॉर वी कैन नॉट से दैट इट इज मेंट टू सर्व द पर्पस ऑफ सम अदर स्टेटमेंट सो इट इज नॉट अर्थवाद और समटाइम्स ना भी राजपुरुषे राजायमितिवत् औपचारिकम् अप्रमित भेदयो ऐक्यस्य औपचारिकत्तो अनुपत्ते हैं। Sometimes you say, hey, this is the king, you know. So he is a राजपुरुष, he is actually he is an ambassador from a given country, let us say. Or he is a he is an emissary of a king. And sometimes he is praised as a king. Or sometimes a person enjoys so much importance that you call him king, you know. Sometimes a person enjoys so much importance that in fact there may be the, the, the president of the United States may be one. But his chief of staff enjoys so much of importance that whatever that fellow says alone happens. Then you say, here comes a president, you know. Sometimes you say that. Here comes a president because really what he says alone counts. In that case, Aupacharikam, this is being said in a figure of speech. It's a figure of speech and not a reality. Is it like that, that you are Brahma? He's being told, you know, not that there is actually, he's really Brahma, but he's being told because it's so important. In that manner, is Shweta Ketu or Jiva being told that you are Brahma? No. Because, Apramita Bhedayoho, Aikyasya Aupacharikattva Anupattehe Since the distinction that the duality between Jiva and Brahma cannot be established Therefore, if Jiva and Brahma were different from each other Raja, the king and or the prime minister or the president and the chief of staff are different persons So then one can be praised as another one or one can be told to be another one But here Jiva and Brahma are not separate and therefore this kind of a statement that Somebody said, Nabi Vipariyaha, maybe it says, uh, what it says is not right. Samshaya, or maybe it's doubtful, what it says is doubtful. Atrana Samhavadi, Shrutehe, Svatav Pramanyat, Upanishad or Shruti is Svatav Pramanyat, meaning it is a valid means of knowledge. Therefore, these statements are valid. Now you can't say that Upanishad is making a mistake in saying this, or there is, Upanishad is doubtful in what it is saying, it cannot be. Because when the eyes reveal this color as orange color, we cannot say the eyes are making a mistake or eyes are doubting whether it is, you know, because eyes are the pramanam, valid means of knowledge to reveal the color and Upanishad is the pramanam for revealing the nature of truth and therefore there cannot be vipariya or some share an error or a doubt in this. <coughs> so, enough time has been spent, a lot of time has been spent with the statement, the reason why I am saying all this is, just to give you an idea as to how much amount of attention has been paid to one statement Tattvamasi, meaning Mahavakya. Well, this is the principal statement of the Upanishad. This is Upanishad. What is Vedanta is nothing but Tattvamasi or any statement equivalent to that. What is Tattvamasi? That which reveals the identity between Tat and Thvam. Identity between Jiva and Brahma. Akhandar Tattvam. Tasmat Tattvamasya Devakyam. Akhandasa Nishtham. Therefore, this 
and all other statements like this, which reveal the identity between Jiva and Brahma are Akhandasanistham. They in fact reveal only the Akhanda, non, the, the one, a total identity or a total non-divisiveness or non-division between Tat and Tvam or Jiva and Brahma. Meaning that this statement reveals the undivided or indivisible uh, nature of Jiva which is Brahma. Akhanda means no khanda, no kind of a separation, no relationship, no distance, whatever. The identity in primary sense, akarikarna dravyamatanishthatve sati samanadikarana vakyavat vakyatvat soyam devadatthahidi vakyavadidi. So, akarikarana dravyamatanishthatve sati because Brahma is not the cause. Brahma is not even the cause of anything in primary sense. We call Brahma the cause of the creation only because we see the creation. And we have to find a cause of it. And the cause has to be in a real entity. Therefore, we say Brahman is a cause. But we discussed it earlier, how Brahman is what we call the Vivarta Karanam and not Parinami Karanam. Meaning Brahma is not the cause, like the clay is the cause of the parts, but Brahma is the cause like the rope is the cause of the snake, and therefore Brahma is not even primary a cause. And therefore Brahman is that which is devoid of the idea of cause and effect. It is that reality, devoid of the idea of cause and effect, part and whole, universal and particular. Uh, all these, uh, Brahman is devoid of all these ideas. Therefore, in there is Samanadikaranyam, or tat and tvam are in one adhikaranam, like soyam devadattaha. How that statement, this is devadatta, how it reveals just one, this and that, both the words reveal only one person, and so also the words tat and tvam reveal only one principle, which is chaitanyam, the consciousness. Akhanda, undivided, partless, devoid of any qualification, that is what is revealed by both these words, tat and tvam. Tadevam padayoho tadevam padayoho akhandasanishthatvena samanadikaranyam vachyasamshe virodhat vinalakshanam nasangachade ityuktam. Therefore, since there is samanadikaranyam, or both these words tat and tvam, both of them are placed in the same case, in the same locus, having the same substratum. Since the vachyasa meaning, the immediate meaning or the direct meaning or the principal meaning is doesn't make sense therefore we have to go for lakshana we have to go for the implied meaning that's true that wave when it is said wave is ocean hey wave you are ocean it apparently does not make sense because the word wave means a limited entity and the word ocean is conventionally the vast expanse of water and therefore they cannot be said to be identical. That statement does not make sense. Therefore, we have to go for what we call lakshyartha, the implied meaning, that by wave is meant water which is essence, and by ocean also is meant the water which is essence, which is undivided one. <coughs> and that's why it is said, it, this statement is to be understood by lakshana vritti, by the method of implication, and not by the uh, by the by taking the primary meaning of these words 
it can be understood only by taking the implied meaning of these two words tat and tvam <coughs> so this is how the vakyartha so this is called bhag lakshana and the vakyartha the, the meaning of the statement tatvamas is analyzed and also analyzed how no other kind of relationship or no other kind of method of interpretation of the statement is is possible or acceptable only one method namely the lakshana vritti or the method of implication alone is applicable in the understanding of the statement <coughs> now the author discusses clarify other points lakshana lakshana means implication lakshana vritti the method of implication that we have to you you go in for implied meaning when the direct meaning does not make sense or is not is not consistent when we see inconsistency in the direct meaning then alone we go for implied meaning as i said the other day the white horse is coming and you look there you don't find a white horse then you have to go for what we call the implied meaning the white horse does not mean a white horse white horse means perhaps a person looking like a white horse or a person who has drunk white horse something like that and that's how you may have to go in for what we call the implied meaning <coughs> now the implications are also so says abhideya avinavuta pravrtihi lakshana but the implication must be there which must necessarily be connected to the immediate meaning connected to the word rather that the you should go in for the implication must be that we should necessarily be connected to that word you can't just you know bring in all together a new concept which is not a part of the statement so the implied meaning must necessarily be connected to the word not the direct meaning but the implied meaning it must be necessarily connected to word that is also necessary satrividha and this lakshana vritti or this implication can be and there are there are three ways in which the implication can be made jahal lakshana ajahal lakshana jahad jahal lakshana cha so we come to a, a little technical part of the discussion again understand that all the discussion comes from our day to day life here the ex- expressions are given to what we have been doing that's all so how in our day to day life we do employ these implications very often sometimes there are some people who are habituated to all they or never says anything straight they always imply things you know and then we always have to read between the lines and things like that so this is a method of communication we commonly employ so whenever we communicate by what we call the implied meaning then that implication can be in three ways one is called jahal lakshana jahad means to give up other is ajahad lakshana meaning not giving up and jahad ajahal lakshana giving up and not giving up so we will tell you what this thing jahal lakshana vachyasam asheshatah parityajya tat sambandhini arthantare vrutti jahal lakshana the jahal lakshana is defined like this 
vachyatam asheshataha parityajya a word completely gives up its meaning tat sambandhini arthantare vrittihi a word completely gives up its primary meaning and means some, something that is connected to the meaning of the word that kind of an act, and that kind of the application is called jahal lakshana <coughs> and that is what comes the the illustration standard illustration given for this kind of implication is gangayam ghoshah prativasati somebody says so maybe some person was walking along and he asked another uh, another person on the way so uh, where is that hamlet so where is that hamlet of the cowherd people he wanted to meet someone there so ghoshah means a hamlet a small little village you know of huts and so this person asks another one where is that ghoshah where is that hamlet then the answer was given gangayam ghoshah prativasati that hamlet is on the ganga so hamlet is on the ganga that's what it was said <coughs> now what is ganga ganga means ganges so what is ganges when the word ganges is uttered what's the meaning that immediately strikes in your mind that flow of water the flowing water so is a mississippi he's you know he where does he live he lives on the hudson suppose you say now you know that hudson is a river and river means a flowing a, you know the body of flowing water and we know very well that nobody can live on flowing water if you do live you do flow along with the water nobody can live on the flowing water so when we say he is on the hudson what do we understand we understand ultimately since this statement does not make sense he that village on the hudson since that does not make sense because the village cannot really be built on hudson which is the flowing water therefore we give up the primary meaning of the word hudson which is a river and going for a connected meaning which is the bank of the river so we understand that he lives on the bank of the hudson river sometimes to be brief they may just make a statement he is on the hudson or the village is on the ganges of course somebody can ask this question why did that person in the first place did not say that he they are on the bank of the ganges why did he have to say in the first place that he is on the ganges instead of that he should have given some other geographical location so we can say that either he said on the ganges just to be brief or in order to convey something which is associated with ganges with ganges we associated coolness with ganges we associated a certain sanctity with ganges we associated a certain purity and maybe those people living in that small village have those qualities and that is why since ganges also has other connotations maybe this person wanted to imply that they live in a cool quiet solitary place and that is what is intended by ganges and that's why the person may have said they live on the ganges 
or that hamlet is on the ganges so what do we understand hamlet is on the bank of the ganges therefore the word ganges the primary meaning of which is the body of flowing water that word completely gives up its meaning and instead we replace there another word namely tira or the bank so the flow of water is given up and the bank is is uh, substituted there in our mind and that is how this is the by the word ganges is implied the bank on the river where the word ganges completely gave its primary meaning and substituted there the another word called bank so this kind of a vritti this method is called jahal lakshana this method of implication is called jahal lakshana <coughs> there is another one called ajahal lakshana we'll come to that when we when we discuss that when we come to that and third is called jahad ajahal lakshana what is aj- i may mention it what is ajahal lakshana second ajahal lakshana is where we retain the word and the primary meaning of the word and add something to complete the sense for example another standard illustration given is shono dhavate look the red is running look the red is running now naturally red is a color and color cannot run a quality cannot be the locus of an action a substance alone can be the locus of an action so running is an action a quality such as red cannot be the locus of an action of running and therefore we understand the red is running so what do we understand the red then we see there we find a red horse running so when the person says look the red is running what he means is the red horse is running or a person is red is running you know maybe a run said is running suppose see the orange is going they say you know orange cannot go going is an action an action must have its locus only on a substance so look the orange is going the orange is coming whatever it is so what we mean is a person wearing the orange so there the orange is retained and in order to complete the sense we added something in that statement what we added something there what the person and so it is ajahal ajahat means jahat means give up ajahat not giving up so ajahat means ajahal lakshana here is that the word red retains its sense and adds another word namely a horse or namely a person in order to complete the sense so sense can be completed only when we go in for the implied meaning shonah instead of red we go in for the meaning red horse so that is also the implication this method of communication is called ajahal lakshana meaning uh, where the primary meaning is retained and something else is added <coughs> in a third method that also we employ when we communicate in the language of implication is jahad ajahal lakshana giving up and not giving up jahad ajahal lakshana third one and so there are no translation of these these are these words have to be used as they are so jahad ajahal lakshana where a part is given up and part is retained and what is the standard illustration of that soyam devadatta this is that devadatta we have been discussing that statement this is that devadatta 
But that Devadatta whom I saw five, whom I met five years ago, at a given time and place in a given condition, and this Devadatta whom I see now in front of me at this time and place, apparently both of them look different because that person had beard and things like that, and this person has, you know, he's wearing suit and whatnot. And therefore the two persons look quite different from each other. And still the statement reveals the oneness of the two, identity of the two. Therefore, what do we do? From, from that Devadatta, we give that thatness. From this Devadatta, we give the thisness. And thus, we arrive at the common person Devadatta, which the Devadatta, the person which is common to both that and this. And thus, this statement, this is that Devadatta, also by implication, because the two Devadattas cannot be one, and still the two refer only to one. Therefore, the contradictory elements of both this and that are given up, and we understand the non-contradictory, or we understand that common person, the person who is common to both of them. So this method in which a part is given up from that Devadatta, the thatness is given up, and the Devadatta is retained, from this Devadatta, thisness is given up, and Devadatta is retained. This method of implication is called Jahada Jahal Lakshana, Elakshana where or called Bhagatyag Lakshana, where the part is given up and part is retained. So, these three Lakshana Vrittis are there. Now the, we will see tomorrow, now the author wants to make a point here that it is Jahad Jahal Lakshana. The third method of Lakshana Vritti is applicable in interpretation of the statement Tattvamasi. The first two are not applicable and that is the next discussion that follows to complete the discussion on this Mahavakya Tattvamasi. So we'll, we'll see tomorrow. <coughs> Om Puranamadaf Puranamidam Puranat Puranamudachyate Puranasya Puranamadaya Puranameva Vashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Vadarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavanta Punaf Punaha Ishwaro Guru Ratmeti Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyoma Vadvyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Sri Guru Namaha Hari Om